You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hello everybody and welcome to what is going to be the last show before we take a summer break. Uh, Mark mentioned it last week and thank you Mark for doing that solo flight. Um, uh, I, I don't know if you'd be thanking me for it because I listened back to it and it's like oh jeez it was a mess it was all over the place. <laughs> I don't know what went on with the audio because you sort, you sort of think right i phone headphones at a pinch because I haven't worked out how to get my Onyx Blackjack uh, USB doohickey to go to my iPad yet. So you think, hmm, headphones from Apple, Apple iPad, using the rather gorgeous ferrite to record with, what could possibly go wrong? And it turns out, everything! So... uh, (laughs) You you had the raw audio, didn't you? And there was quite a bit wrong with it. Oh, there was a certain amount of hiss, which you mentioned, um, sort of a background hiss. And normally, normally, um, bit inside baseball this, but normally you would use a no- noise reduction to pick up a, a section where it's just hiss and use that to remove it. But um, when I did that, it took so much mid-tone out of your audio. You sounded a bit like that. So... Um, I had to do some other uh, technical tomfoolery to uh, salvage it as best I could. Um, and for some reason as well, there was an awful lot of bass. Awful, very bassy recording. Um, well, again. well uh, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't think that would be possible with the, uh, with the uh, what they call the Apple Lightning earphone thingies. No, very str- it was very strange. But anyway, uh, a bit of technical uh, tomfoolery to uh, get the best out of it we could. But still, thank you for doing it, because I was a bit out of it, because my yeah, son um, broke his elbow in three places. Yeah, um, you can understand one break, but three? Um, well, apparently him and his mate were larking around, and uh, during a bit of rough and tumble, his friend uh, either kicked or whacked him in the back of the elbow whilst he had it extended, and thus he got a hyperextension. <laughs> um, so he's cracked the bone above the elbow, below the elbow, and in the elbow joint itself. And I've, he must be kind of gutted, because obviously if he'd done that during the actual school term, he would have got some time off, no doubt. But now it's the summer holidays, so he's kind of, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, he got three days off. He got three days off. Because um, he did it three days before they broke up, or at the weekend just before they did three days to break up, and the school said we don't want him here if he's broken his elbow. So um, he got three days off, but yeah, he's stuck in a cast now, probably for most of the summer holidays. Um, but as he did it um, at sort of nine o'clock at night, as you can imagine, um, wonderful as the NHS is, um, you know these things take a long time, and uh, I went to sleep about three o'clock in the morning as a result. So uh, on the Sunday, I was a bit less than. A hundred percent, shall we say? So that's why you, uh, you know, volunteered to take a solo flight and bail me out. So thank you very much yeah. for that. Well, I might do the odd episode over summer, but I'm not going to promise anything because every time I try and start something, life finds a way to um, to spoil my endeavours, so to speak. 
<laughs> well, uh, what we're going to do uh, is basically we're going to take August off, I think. Um, I, I, like you, I might, if something amazing happens, I might, uh, you know, push out a cast. Um, I've got a couple of interviews I might record over the break um, and splice into shows afterwards. But uh, let's face it, it, it's the summer holidays. It's the summer. Everybody's out and about. And um, plus, it's silly season. There's no bloody news worth worrying about anyway most of the time. So uh, I think we'll just have a rest and come back refreshed in uh, September, ready for the big splash, shall we? I Pinecast is going to support the season and, uh, was it the episode tag? Because I'd kind of like to break it down more into seasons, I think. So, you know, you get to take off uh, like a mid-season break over Christmas and it's only 22 weeks to go. Yeah. <laughs> idiot thought, you know what I'm going to do on the hottest day of the year ever in the UK? I'm going to start talking about yeah. like, oh, No, just no, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, well, it could be worse. You get those people who start on Boxing Day, don't they? You know, only 364 sleeps to Christmas or whatever. Oh, God. <laughs> there we are. So, um, well, other other than that, um, not really a lot has happened in, in um, my life this week, I have to admit. Um, I've been quite busy at work um, with the result that I've been coming home and having a little nap quite often because uh, yeah. very hot days... Very hot days, AC or no, um, and, uh, you know, fairly concentrated uh, work tends to leave you with mental exhaustion. <laughs> In my world, I'm doing interesting things like trying to find a USB to XLR cable, which I think you can get, but it doesn't tell you if it's got um, a preamp on there. So I might have to meet, reach out to Guy or Gaz or uh, Carl Madden to see. Ask Guy, he'll know. He would... Um... Last time he was on the show, a um, couple of weeks ago, whatever it was, um, before the show, he spent a very long time explaining me to me the difference between all of his mics. And by the way, that's a lot of mics. He's got about 20 different microphones. Why does that not surprise me so much? He's at Maxstock as well, isn't he? He weekend? is at Maxstock this weekend, yes. Uh, I'm completely lost touch. I can't actually remember what Maxstock is um, all about. Well, it's a, it's a community event isn't it it's, they just have a big get, get together don't they um guy and tim i think usually do a quiz with prizes and um tim always says that guy helps everybody to cheat <laughs> there we are no i it's apparently and they have a big barbecue and a beer bash and all sorts of other fun things and uh lots of mac people who we all know will be there i think kelly is there and um well, if I'd have known that, I would have bought my ticket. <laughs> there we go. Um, uh, yes. What else I've done uh, this week? Uh, I tried very unsuccessfully to review a sixty-five pound projector. Okay. What I've learned with my somewhat stalled YouTube career is it takes a bit more than an hour to review a projector because I'd had it sitting here, sitting in, sitting. I thought, oh, I'll do it tomorrow, do it tomorrow, do it tomorrow, and. Uh, yeah, I kind of left it too long and the guy said, oh, can I pick up the projector in, in a couple of hours? <laughs> oh, bugger. But I think I've got some really nice sort of arty shots. It's just the things like, oh, I don't know, seeing the projector in action and trying to focus it. Uh, that kind of that footage is, it's so unusable. I'm just going to have to, uh, in fact, I could do all those things. What is it? Um, five ways not to do a YouTube video. <laughs> see if that gets me some stick <laughs> Okay, well, um, this week, of still course. Still on Final Cut Pro and the iPad Pro. Okay. 
I still I just oh it's a good program but not a pro app just because it's slightly better than iMovie does not make it a pro app. <laughs> oh, it, it's oh, it, it's like Windows Media make. Oh no, no, I'm on blood pressure pills. I need to calm down. It's summer. <laughs> breathe, breathe. Oh dear. Right. Um. Well, the big story this week, Mark, is of course. This is where you interject. Oh right, yeah. Okay. Uh, this uh, it's the thing that we've all been waiting for. That like Apple to. Uh, acquire the majority of Intel's smartphone mode, mode and business in what is probably the, well, the her, or what's taken them so long ever story of the world at the moment. Yeah, unless you've been living in a cave, uh, this has been predicted, well, from even before uh, Apple settled with Qualcomm. I think the timing of what, I think the giveaway was there when just how quickly Apple and Qualcomm suddenly went, Apple went, okay, fine, you win. It's almost like they rolled over and laid down too easily because I you know what Apple are like. They don't just settle for things like that. They will fight too thin. I mean, they were awarded something like 175 million at one point or some really unfathomable figure. And then just to go, you know what? We've agreed to settle out of court. And you kind of go, hmm, Apple. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I think I think everybody, you know, I think the the gist, the general gist, as everybody saw that, was Intel had admitted they were not going to be able to produce five G modems in the timescale that Apple wanted. <clears throat> that left them with no option but Qualcomm. Um, if you're going to settle with Qualcomm, then you're going to make a deal to use Qualcomm modems. That meant Intel had no customers for any five G modems they were going to make. So, uh, yeah, you know, they've sold it to they've sold it to Apple for a billion, which, by the way, is a point four billion loss because they um, they paid one point four billion to acquire that business. Oh, the the statement here, and this is the the interesting bit that, I, that I'm reading here, is the Intel CEO Bob Swan says we have long respected Apple and we're confident that they provide the right environment for this talented team and these important assets moving forward. We we're looking forward to putting our full effort into 5G, where it most closely aligns with the need of our global customer base, including network operators, telecommunications equipment manufacturers, and cloud service providers. That sounds to me. Um, oh bloody hell! I had the thought in my head then. Oh god, it's Sunday. <laughs> that sort of sounds to me that mm, Intel can make it work, so they're going to shove it into stuff where power isn't necessarily a problem. I, 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 I'm not sure. Yeah, I was going to say I'm not sure that that's the, the thing. I think the point is what they've done is they've sold the smartphone modem business, haven't they, to Apple? But they're retaining um, modem. You know, making modems for well, you know, laptops, PCs, Internet of Things devices, non-smartphones, and anything else really. So, uh, I think the point is that in the smartphone business, their only customer is likely to be Apple. And if Apple have done a deal with Qualcomm, then they're not going to get anything out of that. It's a, a dead loss. Um, the the bit here where it says Apple will hold over 17,000 wireless technology patents. Sounds interesting, but you've got to wonder how many of them are just very, very old and very useless. It'd be, I'd like to see the number of, a figure, like the number of useful patents re- relating to uh, 5G. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I- of course, the other thing is lots of people have, you know, are going, well, Apple are going to make their own modems. Well, of course, Apple are going to make their own modems, but they've done a deal with Qualcomm, which is a six-year deal, I believe. 
with an option to extend another two. Um, they've also agreed to buy, um, you know, smartphone phone modems, 5G modems, I believe, from Qualcomm for a, at least two or three years. But I don't, I don't think, I don't think this acquisition is. A lot of people seem to think it was about getting 5G modems for the iPhone immediately. I think it's a much longer play than that. I, oh, of course, it, of course. It, you know that. I think it's much more about the usual Apple thing of controlling the stack. Um, oh yeah, De- uh, definitely. It would it would more sense if anything you you buy a, a modem technology com- uh, company and business and you put it in a device which has the biggest battery that you can use for being online, and it would make sense to put that into the iPad. I, I would be very surprised if now they've got this stack that the iPads. Um, was it more prevalent in there in in the what called the, the, oh come on words words where are you if they wouldn't put the new technology into the iPads first I don't think I don't honestly think we're ever going to get it in a in the laptop I don't know I don't know I mean at the minute you know always on laptops as it were always connected laptops are not um or at least not you know not by telecom type connected uh, are not really a huge thing but that kind of um that kind of use case really depends on the carriers doesn't it you know if they're going to basically screw everybody over for every drop of data then that's never going to become a viable business for well, we're lucky here in the UK i mean we're going to come on to this story in a bit but we're lucky compared to americans i mean what is it I get on my phone? Something like, uh, and this isn't actually that good a deal anymore. I'm getting unlimited data, um, unlimited texts, thousand minutes of voice calls, uh, three thousand minutes of three to three calls for like eleven pounds. But I can't tether because I'm on an old bloody contract, so they can't do anything with it. So if I want to tether, I have to go on a completely different thing, and I'm not giving that up for eleven pounds a month, which is what say fifteen, sixteen dollars. Mm, yeah, but, that's a, that's a very good deal well, i have to admit that is a very good deal um i do one do wonder about intel engineers coming over to apple i don't know but in my head i see intel is this huge monolithic very staid company that are very sort of uh how could i put this imagine what it'd be like to work in a cubicle on a big factory floor in front of a computer just churning out things day after day after day uh in in an office environment i wonder if they're i wonder how many people will stay because and where are they going are they staying where they are are they going to be shipped somewhere or where, where is all this r and d well happening? i suspect um that they won't actually go anywhere oh, i i suspect that <laughs> you know apple has acquired them they've been working almost you know exclusively for apple anyway so um i think even i think even um the intel guy said the same didn't he pretty much that you know from from their point of view very little will change they will carry on doing the work they're doing except now their paycheck will come directly from apple rather than via intel so um i shouldn't think i shouldn't think that they from their position very much will change well, yeah, but it does bring up the other point. Like uh, uh, Intel were the Atom processors, which lag behind, you know, pound for pound, amp for amp, watt for watt, way behind the ARM chip. And, you th- and yeah, Intel's really had no response for this. And I'm, I'm just wondering now, were they even interested in trying to enter the low power market, really? 
I mean, they've lagged behind in their manufacturing process, and I think even no, I've got to get my don't want to get my covers mixed up. It was AMD who were the, were the first big chip makers to go down to seven nanometer, and it's been the process that's been holding back Intel for a number of years. So, do we think that the people at Intel will design the chips and Apple will get them fabbed oh, elsewhere? Yeah. yeah, almost certainly. I'm sure Apple will get them fabbed by whoever makes uh, you know their A series. Was it TMSE? Let's, let's just hope it wouldn't. There's something very funny about Apple buying Intel, then getting Intel, ex Intel engineers now to make a chip that would be manufactured by Samsung. <laughs> no, no a, Ta- Taiwanese a... uh, semiconductor group or whatever they are. Almost certainly. But anyway, there we go. That was the big story. Uh, as, as we've said, you know, massively predicted. Um, and I've seen a lot of tosh spouted, to be honest, what I considered to be make stories about all sorts of things but i'm pretty sure that we're not going to see anything dramatic this is not a oh you know we're going to announce some shiny new um modem chip in the next six months i i very much think that this is a much longer play and uh it's about to a, to a large extent i think it's about being able to bring the modem uh chip into their into their a series because at the moment, of course, the modem has to be a separate chip. Yeah, oh. it's not. It's not yeah. part of the SOC. Now, you know, if Apple want to be able to, uh, I'm pretty sure Apple will want to a make their own uh, modem hardware chips, and they will want to be able to integrate it into their, you know, oh, into oh, yeah. their I mean, chips. Yeah, I mean, Apple have, have they've always said they, you know, the the reason why the iPhone does so well and it can't out benchmark things and you know the reason it has been able to work on one gigabyte of RAM for so so long was because it was so tightly controlled and it's all part of the ecosystem. So yeah, I mean, it's I think it was going to happen eventually, and I think the A series of processors that have gone into like the like not the A series of processors, the the chips that have gone into the phones, the iPads have shown that Apple, are, you know, suddenly they're very competent in this area. So it'll be very interesting to see. I mean, imagine having uh, an iPad that could be on 3G or 5G or God, let's not even go to 5G at the moment. Uh, all day, just sipping away at the battery. Apart from, don't watch YouTube, lose your battery. <laughs> and your data, if you're not careful. Right. Uh, so there we go. That was that one. Um, uh, I, I'll give another um, shout out, of course, to uh, Tech Pinions, who had a very uh, detailed discussion this week about that whole subject. Well worth a listen if you uh, want more, uh, shall we say, more in depth and probably far more knowledgeable discussion of it than. Uh, you and I. Anyway, yeah, um, well, I, I, I'm looking forward to. It. I think this. Is, it, I mean, it's a big purchase for Tim, isn't it? I mean, he doesn't like to spend oh, money. I don't know, I a billion. That's not much, relatively. Still plenty. It's, yeah, it'll be. Oh, I haven't seen what happened to Intel's share price. I like to look at these things. I think it went that's... up a percent. If I'm, I don't follow those sort of things very much. Um, no, a, a billion is nothing. I mean, what did what did they pay for Beats? Three and a half. What billion yeah, was it? Yes. No. Ludicrous amount of money they paid to acquire beats. Ludicrous Nothing. amounts of money. There we go. Spell and quiet. Oh, dear. Um, Bloody hell. Crikey, O'Reilly. I'd completely forgotten about that. <laughs> Gee, I've got to stop drinking, dude. Bloody hell. Three. Oh, this is a bargain. No wonder Tim picked it up. This is like going to the um, going to Tesco between, uh, was it, two, uh, 2.15 and 2.45, where they're just starting to call them a double <laughs> It's a handy hint for you folks. They have two reductions a day, one in the morning, one in the evening. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, go on a Sunday at about half past three. No, they don't tend to have that many there. Um, <laughs> Lidl and Aldi, by the way, they do theirs in the morning, and I've had that from good sources. <laughs> oh, this is what I've turned into. Oh, I need to get into couponing. <laughs> um, well, where should we where should we go now? Um, well, of course, Donald Trump said the US will not waive tariffs. Well, actually, he said they will not waiver tariffs. I don't know a tariff waiver is somebody who stands waving a piece of paper on the dockside as the goods are unloaded, I think. But um, we know what he meant. Uh Apple will not get special treatment for their Mac Pro, apparently, um, shipping if they're going to ship parts, uh, you know, from China. Um, I don't really know what I th- have to say about that. I mean, I don't see any reason why Apple should get special treatment. Um, what I what I think about Donald Trump's trade war tariffs is a different matter altogether. But um, I, I just see, you know, much as I... Um, like Apple, I don't see any reason they should get special treatment. If if the government put tariffs on stuff from China, then I suggest there's no reason why Apple should be treated any differently to any other company. Yeah, I mean, and there was a story, wasn't there, about the 2013 uh, Mac Pro, uh, and apparently that was delayed, according to sources, the was delayed to a lack of sourcing of a single screw component in the USA. And I, I, to be honest, I sort of know what that's like in an extent because I've done, I've done a few projects in my time. And I think one was I needed a, like a certain screwdriver set. Could not get it in this country. I can't remember what it was for, but it was like, seriously, this this thing here, that I think it was for watches at the time. I had to go and buy it from abroad. And, you know, let's face it, there isn't that much... Uh, production that goes on in the uk either probably why i spend so much time on (laughs) wish.com there we go um so yeah that that was that um else oh well i'll tell you what let's um let's uh go off at a slight tangent because you know last week you uh you mentioned a deal that you got for unlimited mobile Uh, broadband yes 18 pounds 75 and the company was called smarty but alas that deal has expired, but I have got a bit of an update well, on it. If yeah, you want because it. I, I put a link in the show notes to um, a site called Broadband Genie, which uh, helps you, you know, search out deals. And um, they said no, um, you know, no uh, unlimited mobile broadband deals were available last week. However, this week um, it has come to my attention uh, via a site called 4G.co.uk. Um, that since last week, two UK options for unlimited mobile broadband have appeared. Um, one is from Vodafone, um, and this is for 5G, um, and it works out about £50 a month. So um, not really uh, applicable to most people, because if you haven't got 5G, it's not any good. Well, can we just touch on the whole 5G thing for a start? Yep. I, I, I still don't use 4G. I really don't. I know this probably sounds like um not especially not just where I live, but no matter where I've gone, you know, be it going to see Carl in London, heading to Bristol, um, headed to Cardiff, I just don't use 4G because it always seems to be trying to latch onto a tower, it goes into 4G, comes off 4G. The it just has such a negative impact on my phone that it's just rare I turn it on. And even when I do turn it on, it's like I'm thinking, what do I actually need the 4G speed for? I said, okay, yeah, it's fast. Okay, you, I've never had a problem with um, the speed of Netflix when I'm out and about or Amazon Prime. I suppose if I wanted to burn through my data, I could turn it on and uh, download a show quite quickly. But I, I don't understand and call me all this whole 5G obsession, apart from all the adverts on YouTube saying, 
we'll be connected like ever before. And it's like, no, we won't. That's not going to be for decades off. I remember when 3G started in the UK and you were lucky if you could get it in the centre oh, of yeah, Bristol. Oh, yeah, 3G, when they started with 3G. Um, I've, I've mentioned this before. 3G, um, even though I had a, I had a, the original iPhone and I had a 3G, um, but I wasn't actually able to get a 3G signal anywhere uh, near where I live until I was on an iPhone 4. Um, 4G, I have to say, followed along a lot a lot quicker. When 4G rolled out, we had 4G signal here within probably six to nine months. So I'm, I would, I've always assumed that the 4G piggybacked on the 3G infrastructure and simply requ- required some kind of upgrading, whereas 3G obviously required them to roll out towers and repeaters and whatnot all over the country. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it could. There was the infrastructure in place. It also works on different, uh, what do you call it, um, radio frequencies. Yeah. Bands. That's the word I'm looking at. But, um, it's like I'm, I'm here now and I can walk uh, about half a mile uh, and go up a small hill and I can get full 3G and maybe a bit of 4G. But I just, I just yes, it's nice to have things that go blazing fast, but I'm going to say why on a mobile phone. A lot phone? of the time, I, I kind of agree. It's It's... No, it's nice to have speed such that, you know, when you load a web page, you don't have to sit there and wait for it um, like it was on, you know, Edge. But uh, I know I personally like you. I mean, I use 4G. I have the 4G turned on all the time and I don't have a problem with that. But then again, I spend most of my life in Wi-Fi signal. So, um, yeah, it, it's, I, I don't know. It just seems to be a lot of buzz. And I think I, there's... I, I remember there being more... Um, acceptability of 4G when it was coming because, oh, yeah, this will be good, you know, 3G, but, you know, unless they start doing the thing where, you know, 3G starts being slowed down just a little bit too much. And I'm wondering if there will be a push. Here's a thought process. Will they start trying to push 4G into becoming the new 3G standard and then have 5G as the upgrade option? Is this a long-term plan to kill off 3G, Um, I wonder? I guess eventually they're going to shut off 3G because... Just because. Um, actually, I, I did put a link in the in the show notes here from IT Pro called "Don't Fall for the 5G Fallacy," which is um, you know basically points out oh, that yeah. at the moment 5G there's an awful lot of buzz and uh, a hype. Really, it's hype. Um, it was if they if they put it out there as what we'll come on to this story in a minute is like home broadband from a device then yeah I you know all for it go for it but then it's sort of like you could download a 4K movie in a matter of seconds on your new 5G handset hang on a sec right let's let's look at this right so I could download a 4K film onto my iPhone and watch a 4K film on my phone small screen what why <laughs> am I am I no seriously am I just being old here in not seeing the point of whacking a 4K video onto your iPhone screen. <laughs> I mean, yes, okay, it will look okay, but I sort of, oh, I don't know. Never mind your data cap, mate. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, you think, uh, what, a 4K film? Well, if you were to go for, what is it? It's got to be at least 8 gig. Yeah. Got to be at least. I mean, if you look at a Blu-ray rip, you rip that down. Yeah, you're looking at least, okay, let's be generous. Let's say 4 gig. Boom. Well, there's, you know... <laughs> There's half your cap. There's half your ten gigabyte cap gone. <laughs> That's if you have a cap as big as that. Mine, I've cut mine down to something piddling because I live in Wi-Fi. Um, why, you know, why pay for gigs of data every month that I just don't use? 
so I've cut mine down to something tiny, to be honest. Um, but yeah, yeah, we've we've kind of gone on to five G. We were going to talk about these um unlimited mobile broadband uh, offering, which yes. which was is from three. I know this is in the UK, so sorry, Alistair. Sorry, mate. You know, I know you feel that living down there in the southern hemisphere, we don't uh, pay any attention to you. We do, but I'm sorry. Uh, I've no idea. I've no idea what happens in the New Zealand uh, telecoms industry. Um, anyway, I apparently I bumped into two Aussies yesterday. Sorry, New Zealanders. I know that's not the right thing to say, but I was quite surprised that uh, how big Australia is. <laughs> there's a there's a tangent for you. <laughs> I I got one of these deals, Simon. I got the um, the Smarty deal of unlimited. And when they say unlimited, they more or less mean uh, one terabyte. I got a knockoff Huawei modem router thing. If you go and search for 3G modems, it's Huawei one. Uh, mine was a re. I think mine was a T-Mobile one that they just reflashed, basically. So let me give you this scenario. There is a chap that I do some IT work for. He lives uh, on a river near an estuary. That's got very, very, he's at the end of the line. His BT is getting him about five meg. And that's when the line isn't having problems or it's crackly or there's not, the sun isn't in the wrong shade or, you know, wrong place, I mean. So we thought, right, we're going to give this a try. £18.75 a month, 24, uh, 12 month contract. You can't really go wrong, you know. You've got thirty days. You've got you can see my rights. You can cancel it after thirty days. Got the got the sim, plopped it in, and we were up and running in about five minutes. All said and done, the speed was coming in at about fifteen to twenty um twenty megs. So we've gone from five to fifteen, and this was in a non-optimal position. You know, this was in the corner of the room, surrounded by thick walls. I do need to go and move it, but it's like. Holy crap. And the, the ping time was, uh, I don't think there's anything to worry about at all. You know, it's not, I don't know if you're going to be able to do online gaming with it because of the latency. But for a guy in a house in the middle of nowhere, he wanted so far, touch wood, reliable broadband, and he's not called me to say it's not working when the weather's gone bad. Um, yeah, I'm hoping that this is going to be the start of a trend because I mean, I'm paying £26 a month and I bottled it and I used him as my test guinea pig. And now I'm sort of wishing that I'm thinking, you know, I could have had a, a device that I could take anywhere with me. I could put it in the back of my van and boom. I know that sounds a bit sad, but it's kind of cool. Oh, like, no, it's, you know, with, uh, that's true. Um, anyway, the, the one that uh, popped up this week is from three. Um, and they are offering a selection of uh, unlimited mobile broadband plans. Uh for £22 a month on a 24-month contract, you can have a uh, a three-mobile Wi-Fi, uh, you know, uh, pocket uh, mo- modem thingy. Uh, for £27 a month and £29 up front, uh, they will do you the same deal on a 12-month contract. Or, uh, apparently, they have the Huawei Home 5 4G home broadband router, so not one you put in your pocket. Um if you take a 24-month contract on that, they're doing it for £11.50 a month for the first six months and then £23 thereafter uh, with no upfront I want to know... I want to know why have these deals all suddenly started coming out of the woodwork? Something somewhere has happened because, you know, we've been crying out for deals like this for ages. You know, we've been stuck with, oh, what is it? Something like £20 for uh, 10 gig or something, something ridiculous like that. 
And now all of a sudden we're getting these like massive data deals. It's there's, there's something's happened in the industry that I'm not aware of. And it just makes you wonder why, you know, especially three, you know, they're coming out really aggressively on this. And they are, I think, one of the smallest, if not the smallest of home providers well, in the UK. Three, three are weird, aren't they? Because three are actually um, a virtual network operator, aren't they? That's hence their name because they actually license, um, you know, uh, bandwidth from, I believe, or at least originally, three other companies. That's where their name comes I, from. They uh, originally, yeah. I believe, they were leasing bandwidth from um, O2, T-Mobile, and probably Vodafone. So they worked oh, they... effectively. They were they. One of their original sales pitches was the best coverage available because they used all three of those networks. Holy crap. Sorry to interrupt, sign. Just go on to three. If you just want to get a data sim, you can get unlimited data for a tenner a month. Holy crap. There you go. So um, how long these deals will be available, of course, we cannot tell. So if you, uh, you know, if you are in that situation and you think that uh, you could, you know, not be too bothered about £22 a month, you could get yourself unlimited data on three. It, and uh, I know they have a bit of a dodgy customer service rep thing. Uh, yes, I ordered an unlock code from them for my little 3G dongle thingy and I haven't heard anything back. And so I went onto a couple of uh, websites, shall we say, managed to get it unlocked. Um, yeah, I've been with 3 now for ooh, five years and I would put it up there with the coverage of EE, in my personal opinion. There are, I will, no, that's not fair. I would say in very specific places, if there's a weak EE signal, the three signal will be a bit weaker. But other than that, I've never really sort of like gone. Mm. No, They're also it. offering, interestingly, uh, the Huawei AI Cube 4G uh, home broadband router with uh, Amazon Alexa built in. Um which you can have... Because that's what you want. You want Hawaii and Amazon. Hmm, there's two people I'm going to trust with my data. <laughs> well, there you go. If you want such a thing, they're offering a deal here which starts at £13 a month for the first six months and £26 a month thereafter. And I really must get around to opening up my Echo Dot. It's been sat there since <laughs> Christmas. Oh, dear. Uh, I, I, I know they haven't opened it up, actually, because I'm just a bit bitter about HomeKit. I mean, I love the idea of HomeKit just because it's from Apple, but when we had the, the Black Friday tickle me Tuesday Amazon deals, there was nothing for HomeKit apart from a doorbell, something to go on the end of a hose pipe tap, and that's it. Is home, is it genuine cash? Is mm, no, yet? not officially. I see, but was it even, in fact, there wasn't even anything mentioned BWDC, was there? Oh, yeah, the there was. There was, because they uh, um they they added the new thing where they're going to secure your home kit for you and so on. Yeah, but they, they had the chip, didn't they, that was supposed to go into all devices. To yeah, well, they really dropped secure. that, though, didn't they? Because pe yeah. people wouldn't take it up, so they, they dropped that in favour of a software solution. But even so, we're, we're here now, and you go on to Amazon, you look for HomeKit, and there's basically there's very little pickings, and you would have thought now, after all the years it's been out. And it's, you know, just it just bugs me that I have to go down the Amazon route or the Google route to do something stupid, like turn my lights on and off, and I've just realised that's the very, very first world <laughs> problem. Yes, it is. Um, well, there we go. Um... What else? There's not a huge amount else to talk about. Um, security and privacy. Uh, uh, a guy who has worked for both uh, the CIA and then moved to Facebook. 
Uh, and he has said in an interview with Wired that uh, Facebook knows far more about you than the CIA ever will. There you go. There Out of the mouth of someone not, who knows. It needs to be a, a, a soundboard thing that goes, no bleep Sherlock news. Well, that reminds me as well, on another subject, I tried that Brave browser yes. a bit what more. What did you think doesn't, of it? doesn't seem as fast as Safari or Chrome. There's a little bit of um, noticeable lag when using it, but it seems to block a load of things. In fact, let's go to the Verge and annoy them by not by them not being able to track what I'm doing. <laughs> well, you know, my, my favourite privacy browser is Clicks, of course. Um, but uh, I've heard good things about Brave. Uh, Brave, of course, is built on Chromium, uh, whereas Clicks is uh, based on Firefox. So, you know, take the Ah, pick. okay. Well, that, that puts me firmly into the trying not to use by Google. Use so there Firefox. we go. But obviously, Brave is only built on the Chromium engine. It's nothing to do with Google as such. It's a, you know, privacy-based, yeah. uh, it's a privacy-based browser. Uh, it just happens to be built on the Chromium core which is, you know, perfectly valid thing to do, of course. Um, what else? Facebook, of course, got fined $5 billion, as everybody was expecting. Um, not mentioned very much uh, anywhere in the reporting is not only, of course, was $5 billion no more than a slap on the wrist and pocket change, but uh, the FCC have effectively, in that settlement, um, given them an amnesty for anything they may or may not have done up to this point whether we know about it or not. Yes, they've basically given them, you know, a clean slate. Give us five billion and we won't bother about anything else you've done. Jeez, and this is the dude who didn't turn up to congressional hearings and is basically like, well, it doesn't really matter. This is the thing. It just makes a mockery of of the systems in place. But yet again, it should should all be end. No Mm, sugar sugar. There we are. Um, So that was was it. Um, And... uh, to be honest, um, I think that we're probably uh, pretty much through the stories. I, I've got a, just a snippet, a fly past here. Um, do you remember the flyboard from uh, Bastille Day? Yeah, oh, the, uh, the yeah, well, it's a, like a it's like a flying tea tray with a bloke standing on it. Um, the inventor, uh, Frankie Zapata, apparently, uh, failed in a bid to cross the channel on it. He wanted to fly across the channel on his, um, you know, jet powered hoverboard thing um to mark the 110th anniversary of louis blairow flying across the channel um he failed he got halfway um where he was supposed to land on a platform um on a boat in order to pick up more fuel um and he missed and fell in the sea so that was the end of that it was the he was surprised by a surface on the sea would be slightly more wibbly wobbly. Well, apparently they tried it. They'd rehearsed it lots of times, and it was said that they'd um, achieved a landing on this platform for refueling several times in worse weather conditions and whatnot. But whatever, somehow or other, he missed the landing and plopped into the sea. Uh, it was unhurt, but uh, I think his pride was a bit dented. So there we go. Um, pity, really, in a way. Uh, I mean, you know, it's funny to laugh at him doing it, but, uh, you know, it's quite an achievement, such a thing, isn't it? And... I'm just waiting for Elon Musk to have a bash at it. He'll come up with something. He's bound to have thought, you know what? Oh, no, it's too small for him. It's like, why would you want to go across the sea when I could go around the world? No, scrap that. <laughs> go to Mars. There we go. Um, Mac Jim sent in a couple of worth of chirps. Um Canex have launched three MacBook-friendly USB-C hubs. 
priced from just $60 US, apparently. Um, and one I found slightly more interesting, to be honest, uh, a Kodak mobile film scanner is a cheap cardboard-based way to scan 35mm fa- film and slides. Um, and as you that might guess, this is basically cool. a cardboard box which you put your smartphone on the top of um, and allows you to, uh, you know, take photographs of, no doubt, backlit 35mm slides or uh, film negatives. Um, I'm sure it's not going to be super high quality, but, you know, if you just want to uh, digitise a, a number of 35mm slides or something, uh, probably quite, you know, quite acceptable. Um, I'm sure it's not I, pro I, I, quality the... by any chance, but... Uh... Yeah, but everyone puts a filter on everything anyway, so it doesn't really matter, does it? It's like that that new, that new grainy look that everyone puts on their Instagram. Oh, no, sorry, gram photos. I've been informed that Instagram is before to us <laughs> the gram. Right, yeah. I'm, I'm old. I was actually looking for my slippers the other day, and I got a bit grumpy because I couldn't find them. That, that's where <laughs> I'm at in my life. <laughs> oh, you should not see how grumpy I get when I can't find my slippers, mate. You really do not want to know. Um. Everything's satisfying, though, isn't it? It's like taking off your salt. Oh, why am I talking about slippers on a podcast? <laughs> it's a good job we're having this. I need to get out more. If I went, I, but I did cycle yesterday, actually. It's the first time since June. But no one well, follow up for that. I'm just, a, I'm just sort of realising that. <laughs> oh, it's been a long week. <laughs> right. Well, I tell you what, I think that's probably enough for this show, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> let's get up here um and again so we have to do these things again if you'd like to continue if you'd like to support the show over the summer holiday period we will be back we do at the end of august i think so aren't we yes yeah, probably end of the end of august don't forget we i think we'll be doing some posting on the website we're gonna i'm gonna try and get some reviews up i know i can talk Again, life and people in my way. If you would like to continue supporting us, you can do via using our Amazon link. So if you want to shop, buy anything from Amazon, click on that link, make your purchases normal, and we get a very, very, very small. And again, a huge thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. Help us chip away at the mountain and fields of health, and we love you all dearly. And there will be some content coming up soon. In fact, you'll get my, the world's first exclusive look of how not to review something and <laughs> everything I learned by picking <laughs> it up. There we go. Uh, yes, we will uh, endeavour to put things on the website, which is, of course, uh, essentialapple.com. They are, John. We're promoting it. We're promoting it, John. Um, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I am at Serenak, and that's S-E-R-E-N-A-K. Uh, the show is at Essential Apple, although I must admit I'm a bit lax in using that, and I tend to post stuff on my own personal Twitter feed. Um, that's probably about it, isn't it, really, Mark? That is it. Is it. It's a nice short show. Um, we'll we should, back. of course, mention, you know, the Slack Room, where all sorts of shenanigans go on. Um, if you want to join the Slack Room, follow the link in the show notes. Don't forget about uh, Matt Jim's Flickr group. Uh, again, there is a link in the show notes. Uh, just follow the link, ask for a, um, an invitation, um, and, you know, don't... Be too impatient because uh, Mac Jim has other things to do than watch for people asking for invitations. Um, got a, his, his life thingies. Yes, he has a life, you know, and a job painting trains and things. I've not had a random Friday night ch- Friday night chat with him when I've been in the pub. I think this thing's happened. That used to uh, while away a few hours. When I was so there we are. Uh, we are going to take a break through the silly season, and we look forward to you joining us again when we come back in about a month. So there you go. Goodbye, everybody, and enjoy the summer. Cheerio. Uh, And now, 
we hand you over to John Nemo for a hardware store. The words for today in Nemo's Hardware Store are Catalyst, C-A-T-A-L-Y-S-T, and Fousey, P-H-O-O-Z-Y, Catalyst and Fousey. Catalyst, as you know, is my favorite case company for iPhone and iPad, and now they have a 6-foot, six 6-inch, six 2-meter waterproof, fully waterproof case with 360 total protection, drop-proof to 1.2 meters for the new 11-inch iPad Pro and the new 12.9 inch iPad Pro. Cost in the U.S. is $150 to $170. It's a lot of money, but it's a lot of case because you spent a fortune on your precious new Pro iPads, and that is not a lot of money to know they are waterproof and drop proof and everything proof. These are the cases that I use and that I recommend personally from Catalyst. Simon will have the links. They're a little bit different for each country, so he will find the appropriate link for us here at Essential Apple Podcast based in the U.K. Excellent company. Been working with their cases ever since they first came out. I've had them on all of my phones, all of my pads. They are the best. How else can I put it? Spend the money, get one. You will be overjoyed to have a Catalyst case, waterproof and drop proof, everything proof, beautiful touchscreen membrane on the front for your amazing 11-inch and 13-inch brand new iPad Pro. However, when you need to carry your iPad and or your Mac laptop, like an Air or 13-inch, 11 or 13-inch Mac, of any type portable Mac laptop and you're taking it out in the element and you want it to be okay from heat. You don't want it to get overheated. You want to protect it from the elements, from dropping, from water and heat. You want the Fousey, P-H-O-O-Z-Y. Comes in two sizes for the standard iPad up 10 inch, 11 inch, and then for the jumbo iPad 12, 13 inch and the Air and the 13 inch Pro will also fit in there. Has D-rings on the side. It comes with a strap. Comes in all kinds of conventional and unconventional colors. The one they sent me is called Real Tree Timber, and that's exactly what it looks like. It has heat-absorbing panels on the back, very attractive front looking like a tree. No other exterior sleeves or pockets. Let's unzip it and see what's on the inside. Nothing. Just a big space with a very tough, rugged zipper. That strap is inside there. I can hook it up anytime I want, and it is very, very well padded. So check out the iPad MacBook capsule. Fits tablets and laptops up 13 inch includes dual position shoulder strap for my money and these run 60 to 70 dollars spend 70 get the tree nobody else will have anything like it and that way you can carry anything in it including your smaller ipad but you'll be able to expand and carry your portable laptop and jumbo ipad when you get one so have a look at the website for both catalyst and for fousey see the pictures read the descriptions read the reviews you will see these are top products at top prices for top quality for top protection for your top-rated, amazing Apple pads and laptop computers. Back next week. Wait a minute. We may not have a show next week. Well, whenever we come back, Hardware Store from Nemo will be back. Have a great summer, everybody. You've been listening to the Essential Apple Podcast. And I'd like to say, if you enjoy the show and would like to support us, feel free to go over to the website essentialapple.com and you will find links to both Patreon and the Pinecast Tips Jar, where you can make a donation towards the costs of the show. Uh, Or even, if you're really keen, you could set up a recurring payment. 
And thank you very, very much to all the people who already do support us. We really do appreciate you very much indeed. This show is, of course, part of the My Mac Podcasting Network, where you can find a variety of other shows like the My Mac Podcast with Guy and Gaz, the G-Men, Tech Fan with Tim and David, the Nintendo Club Podcast, the Geekiest Show Ever, the Three Geeky Ladies, uh, Bart Bouchotts and his wonderful Let's Talk Apple, and possibly some more that I've forgotten. So why not go over to mymac.com Take a look at the available podcast and take a listen. My gal pals, Elisa, Susie, and Vicky, the three geeky ladies, told me to remind you that they will release a new podcast each month. So, check them out at threegeekyladies.com or subscribe in iTunes. The Three Geeky Ladies, part of the My Mac Podcasting Network. listening to the Essential Apple Podcast. Thank you for listening and we hope to see you next time.